the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Well, thank you so much for joining us on Take 10. We come to you every week with a mental health-related issue, a challenge facing caregivers. Toss it around for 10 minutes, thus Take 10, with our co-host, Dr. Jamie Heisman, a nationally known psychotherapist and expert on addictions as well as uh, dealing with caregiving. And Tina Smith, she's the manager of caregiver program operations for the Caregiver SOS program at the Wellman Charitable Foundation, has a bachelor's degree in psychology and a master's degree in social gerontology. And I'm Ron Aaron. So Dr. Jamie, some caregiving situations are very tense, very difficult. And maybe it's because the care recipient is a difficult personality, or maybe the caregiver is. How do you deal with those high conflict situations? You know, Ron, this is the age old question. And I personally in working around caregiving for the last, I don't know, 20 some years, think that this is the one that challenges us the most. And I'm sure Tina will start seeing that as well if she hasn't already. The Johnny Depp trial and the Amber Heard trial, uh, whatever they're calling it, the civil suit where they're tearing their guts out, each other has really brought home this point about high conflict relationships. They, of course, have a high conflict relationship between each other. One is very much a personality-driven person, as their expert witness was saying, meaning there's actual pathology and issues at childhood that occurred. The other one may be out of control and drinking and self-medicating, but there's not a lot of difference between caregiving and, uh, and the Johnny Depp trial I'm seeing as they get called for interviews. In caregiving, we do find ourselves sometimes with a personality disordered loved one who maybe has a chronic terminal or acute illness that was maybe a parent or a father or mother brother or whomever. And at the end of the day, working with them is very difficult because the personality disordered person has very little empathy and very little accountability, meaning they don't understand the person in front of them. They literally don't. It's a temporal lobe issue and they don't know how to own it, take responsibility, meet you in the middle. So if you're a caregiver and the first 10 years of your life was that tragic sort of attachment disorder, we call it, or you're a caree and you get in a relationship with somebody who's trying to take care of you, or you're trying to be cared for, it's going to be an absolute nightmare. It's like bombs going off and collateral damage everywhere. And you said a temporal lobe issue. What, what do you mean by that? You know, let's just see what it is. It's attachment disorders. Now, as I've seen in the paper, and I don't think there's a person in this whole world that's not watching the same thing I am. You're watching Putin go into Ukraine, one of the most tragic situations one can imagine. If you examine the first 10 years of Putin's life, he has an attachment disorder. He wasn't taken care of by his loved ones. He was all by himself. Nobody mirrored emotions to him. You know, he really ended up, Hitler was like that. Jim Jones was like that. Manson. These are people who literally have severe personality disorders who have no empathy and no accountability. What happens in the brain as a child, the most malleable developmental time in our lives, most impressionable, is if we're not reared with unconditional love, 
and really authenticity, we tend to really grow up in life with a temporal lobe issue, which means we see life cynically without trust, and we don't have empathy, don't have accountability. So this is all childhood development. And later when caregiving comes, it's such a huge trigger and such a cue because two people are in a black and white place. And to be a good caregiver, you got to be in a gray place to solve problems. Gray meaning? Gray meaning it ain't black and white in life. That really is two people working as hard as they possibly can to meet each other in the middle, to come up with solutions, come up with things that work. And it's never one answer. It's not black and white. But if you have a personality issue, a disorder, or a high conflict uh, issue like we're liking with Donnie and, and Amber or in caregiving, it's always your way or the highway. How can you negotiate? How can you find common ground? So that's where high conflict caregiving relationships come from. And that trial and what I'm reading about narcissism and why I'm writing this book, it's everywhere. What are you writing the book on? Well, the book is about um, a high conflict issues, but it's about personality disorders. In, in psychology, we call them the axis two, the cluster Bs. They're narcissistic, borderline, histrionic. People who have no empathy, no accountability. Now, I don't think a kid ever wants to be evil. Don't get me wrong. This is all. There's no such thing as bad kids, just bad parents. But once you get to be 18 years old and you still have no empathy and accountability, if you ain't getting help, people around you are going to be really in trouble. They'll be running away from you. Some of the things you read in the paper every day, these are the people that you'll find in jail that we have to incarcerate. Um, they're everywhere, but it's a childhood development piece. So I felt it was important to write a book because I think it's the greatest pandemic in our country. So, so if, you, if you don't have empathy mirrored for you, mm -hmm. how do you develop empathy? Well, it's tough. This is the hardest disorder possible. I've run treatment centers for alcohol, drug, bipolar, schizophrenia. These are all primary diagnoses that work quite well with psychopharmacology and good therapy. The access to, if you don't have it, the only way you can learn it is literally temporal lobe retraining, which is called dialectical behavioral therapy. And you have to have such a crappy life, such a bad life to be able then to default and say, I need help. It's not a group that comes to get help much. And therapists have a very difficult time with them. I'm sure, Tina, you see them in, in your caregiving world as well. That We see them in work. We see them in families. They're everywhere. I was just going to say, well, I mean, what's a caregiver supposed to do? Because we do see that, you know, um, you know, family, you, you hear about family dysfunction or or sometimes if, a, if that person that may have some of those traits develops dementia, you know, the dementia may oh uh, enhance some of those behaviors. How do you what are caregivers supposed to do? If you just joined us, you're listening to Take 10. I'm Ron Aaron, along with Tina Smith and Dr. Jamie Heisman talking about conflict in the caregiving setting. And Dr. Jamie, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Not at all, Ron. I mean, but let's face it. Remember the Charlie Sheehan effect? Yeah, winning, yes. winning. This is a population that has to win. Okay. Everything's an extension of them. This is a Broadway play where they're the only person in the play. There's no supporting characters. So what Tina's asking is huge because I work with this in parental alienation cases. They want to win their kids. So they divide them from their loved ones. They want to win everything. There's only two ways you can work with this disorder. And unfortunately, caregiving doesn't give us the luxury of the first. And that is no contact. Get the heck away. Run because you can't change it. Most therapists can't either. But if you have a kid with one or you have to do caregiving with one, okay, then you got to do what's called modified contact. And I suggest you get a strong therapist who is trauma trained, 
understands DBT, we call dialectical behavioral therapy, and allow them to help coach you through these high conflict resolutions. Because to your point, um, nobody wants to talk about it, Tina, because nobody sees it. I work with men who are running companies, and they go home and they're suicidal and depressed because they can't fight that person. Fighting is not the answer, by the way. Personality disorders are black belts in fighting. You have to be smart, strategic, and that's why you have to get a third party involved. That's exhausting. It sounds exhausting. 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 They are walking around with no energy in a total cognitive fog and what we call active CPTSD, complex PTSD. It's almost a traumatic reaction. And they're going in and out of that fire so much. It, they really have a difficult time and need a huge support and a big, big time third party to help them. Now, when you're in a situation like that, do you know you're in a situation like that? The caregiver does, Ron. They know really well. Now, I will say this, the caree, or it, let's take it the other way around, whichever has the personality disorder, that person defaults to what we call projection, deflection, distraction. They never know that they have a problem. They don't think they have a problem. It, they default to the fact that life is normal and the world is there for them. So, yes, the caregiver knows that they're going through hell. They know it. But then how do you leave the person, right? You're supposed to be taking care of their mind, their body, spirit. These are people, too, that if you can get them in the clinical place, truly a milieu, a residential, assisted living, if you can, that would be the greatest thing for a person to live their life and allow that person to get the care they need. And for the caregiver to get out of it. Get out of it. You know, the only way I, I work with couples is no contact. Now, if you have a child, you got to have modified contact. But even then, I tell them, you can't co-parent with one. You have to parallel parent. You really do. Because every time they're going to throw the bait and you're going to bite it. So it's a tough strategy. It's why the book is being written. Um, and it requires all of us. And as you look at Putin, uh, you know what? It may be the one thing, not coronavirus, that could destroy the world if we don't get in front of it. Yeah, well, that's the scary part. Dr. Heisman, thank you. Flat out of time. Tina Smith, Dr. Jamie Heisman, I'm Ron Aaron. Thank you so much for joining us today on Take 10. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. And I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never before seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.